And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Boshiel and Zach coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings Just on. Just now they can feel like bathing suits. What they, you know, what? <laughs> Finish it up. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take them off. What the hell? What they show is is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Birds with Friends on a beautiful June 30th, we think. We're going to go all mailbag here. Sheil, how you doing? I'm doing well. I, you know, I thought that uh, the Instagram post I had last week that went viral was, you know, from uh, vacation was really uh, something. And of course, that's a great way to reach me. You know, a lot of people will follow and then message me on there. And I try to get back to uh, everybody. So, you know, tweets, emails, like I, I'm sometimes lag behind there. But when you just hit me with the DM, that's when I can uh, get back to you for sure. So we're having a nice time here down at the uh, at the Jersey Shore. Uh, posting a lot of pics, videos, those different things. And so uh, things are going well for me. And Zach, what do you think of the NBA draft? <laughs> that will come in July. And I'm eagerly anticipating that. Uh, but I am sorry for the uh, mistake at the last podcast. I, I wish we could have deleted that. But How about the B-Ball Paul uh, buzzer beater in game four? Whew, I did not see that coming. Legend right there. Mm. What else has All been right. going on, Zach? What else has been going yeah, yeah. on? Yeah, you want to play along here? What, 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 how have your, I uh, think he clearly doesn't. Let's get to the questions. Are, are, are we in July 4th week now? What's the... Uh, yes, June 30th, uh, Wednesday, the Wednesday of July okay. 4th week. Yeah, so I hope everyone has a, a great July 4th weekend. Mm, and... July 4th, of course, what everybody knows, my anniversary. Mm, of course. Happy okay. anniversary. Mm, of course. So so in addition to, uh, of course, following at Shield Kapadia, you can make your Rex. I, I've liked the Rex. If you didn't listen to the last couple episodes, we have a theoretical training camp road trip that I might be going on or might not be going on. Who knows? Nothing's been approved. Nothing's even been submitted here. You are the first people to hear about this. But yeah, let's say, uh, you know, I was to drive from uh, the Philadelphia suburbs to Buffalo down to Cleveland, to Cincinnati, to Indianapolis, down to Nashville, Atlanta, back up to uh, the Carolinas, and then Baltimore before coming back home. If you have recommendations of places where I should stop, grab a quick bite, something in the car, maybe a nice coffee, uh, hashtag BWF road trip. Get them in there. I will take those seriously. And of course, if you have a podcast, a podcast episode that you thoroughly enjoyed, 
uh, an audio book that is entertaining with the narrator, any of those, get those in there because during this theoretical road trip that might or might not happen, uh, I would potentially need something to listen to. So get those in, uh, beat hashtag BWF road trip. All right, Sheila, are you ready for your classics for Sheila assignments? Oh, you're giving those to me now? I think I can I think I can give them to you now. Wow, you did a lot in between the in like the five minutes from I'm just when looking we finished at it. Our I'm looking at it right podcast. now. Yeah, give it to me. I'm gonna write these down. All right. So this is what I've got to watch between now and when we uh reconvene later in July. All right. So there are uh there are four movies here that have five votes. Okay. Um, so I feel like I feel like it's fair for you to to watch these four. Okay. Um, and one of those is City of God, which I know that there's been a guy bugging you on Instagram about. So very gotta, passionate. You got to save that for yeah. last, I think. So just to make that guy wait as long as wait. Possible. So you're you think I should watch that? Uh, no, I don't. But I think I think if we're going by the the rules of the game. You should you should watch the ones that have gotten the most recommendations. Oh, see, I, I wasn't I wasn't sure if we were doing you pick the ones that I will actually like from the list that have multiple votes, or if you were just picking the ones that you think I should have to watch. Well, I think these are the ones that you should have to watch because they got right. votes, and then okay, gonna, and then I'm going to fill out the rest of the ones that I think have a chance for you. Okay, all right, City of God so sounded City, intense, but okay. The four here are uh, at the top are City of God, Baby Driver. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel and Rushmore. Okay. Okay. So that's four. Um, then you have to watch. Uh, you have to watch Dogtooth, which is the recommendation from Dennis. Okay. Um, then you have to watch a few of mine. Uh, now Logan Lucky is one which uh, had four. I votes. watched that. Oh, you did. Yeah. Did oh, I you not did review that? that? Okay. Yeah, you did. You, that's right. Okay. Um, uh, Inside Man is going to be one of them. Okay, I'm looking forward to that one actually. Okay, um, let me go down here. Uh, I think Judas and the Black Messiah. Right. I mean, Argo. this all seems like so much. And I've seen Fargo. No Argo. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's no F's. Argo. All right. Um, and then uh, exit through the gift shop as your documentary. Exit through the gift shop all right i mean this all like i'm i'm writing like down this that's list reasonable and i'm not excited because there's there's some really good like tv starting up dave has started up we've got that uh i think master of none is uh is coming back or has already come back there's this uh, gossip girl reboot i believe that i didn't that's know they were still out. doing master of none i thought uh you thought he got canceled yeah yeah i don't yeah think it was he... a different type of season though yeah, I don't think he's. Is he in it or not in it? Nah, I don't remember, but he he's certainly in the first not. Episode, so. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Should I not support? I, I don't. I, don't I didn't know. know what to do with that one. That it's, was. Yeah, little... it's not. You know, it's it's uh, the sliding scale. It's. Yeah. It's not the worst thing anyone's ever done, but. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to ask for a hashtag to recommend whether we watch or not watch <laughs> that. We can all make our personal uh, decisions there. Um, we're still finishing up hacks. And then everybody I see, like all the cool kids are telling me I got to watch this Bo Burnham special. Mm, I haven't watched it yet, but I do. Yeah. Zach, you're, you, you I've like those read about, things, right? Yeah, I've okay. read about this and I'm eager to watch it. I have not watched it yet. 
But for full disclosure, by the time you listen to this podcast, <laughs> you will I most likely have watched. <laughs> I agree. I will. I will be the same. I will have yeah. watched all of this by the time you yes. listen to this podcast. So yeah, that's true. And then we've still got NBA playoffs, which you know I'm I'm loving uh, every night throwing throwing some uh, lechuga on. So. Listen, we will find time to fit in um, all this content, but just looking at this list, like I can tell you right now, if it was like, hey, do you want to watch a couple Daves or do you want to watch a dog tooth? Uh, that's going to be a pretty simple decision for me. So I'll have to find ways to get to all of this. I enjoy watching Dave. Great shot. I, I, yeah, I think I think it, the first season I thought was fantastic. I'm looking Now, is it true that he's he's a Philly sports fan, right? <laughs> yes, you can check out that story on The Athletic. I wrote that last March. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, Maybe a listener. If you're listening, uh, we we uh, we like the show, and uh, you know you can come on as a guest anytime. Shout out to uh, the uh, graphic designer at the Eagles, Christine, who uh, was the first person who brought Little Dicky into my life many years ago. Shout out Christine. Shout out Christine. Okay. Uh, we're no going more on. to that story. That's it. No, I had no idea who he was, and oh. she, she was watching one of his videos. So this must have been, uh, you know, maybe eight years ago, ten years okay. ago, something like that. There you so go. there you go. All right, all mailbag for this uh, evergreen edition of Birds with Friends as July Fourth approaches. Let's just uh, hop right into it. You asked us these questions uh, many weeks ago, and we're finally prepared to answer. Uh, now, I'm, I did want to keep it to like one question per person. There's a couple people who were like. You know, bombarding with like 15 questions, which respect, we appreciate. Respect of course, the effort, those are the sure. loyal helps loyal the engagement, listeners. no doubt about it. But you know, we got to with so many questions, we got to spread the wealth a little bit. So, spread the love rather. Uh, let's start off with. Let me pull this up here. Uh, what is your favorite non-football athletic article written by someone else? Asks uh, Defop Ryan Jones. I feel like that one's for Zach. I mean, I really, you know, I was going through all these in about an hour and a half this morning. And uh, if I didn't, if nothing came to me right away, I skipped it. I did think that Maverick story that was written, I guess now it would have been uh, about a month ago. But I mean, what a win for Tim Cato as, as uh, you know, Mark Cuban calls out the story and then uh, <laughs> they fire everybody. <laughs> yeah. The GM steps down and the, and, and the, the coach quits. Yeah. Zach, you must have a good answer for this one. Yeah, there. I mean, there. I, I don't mean to be a company man, but like every day, there's something that I read that uh, mm -hmm. that I really enjoy. There's one that comes to mind um, about a, a guy who tracked down someone who played high school baseball against. Um, uh, his name was Josh Zeist, I, I, I believe. I think it was Zide. Great writer. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a non-eagle story or non-football story that jumped out. Uh, no, uh, that's very nice. I, th that 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 was a, a very good story. I I mean, there are some, uh, you know, Jason Jenks's um, oral histories have 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 obviously been awesome. Like the the board man gets paid. Oh um, yeah, gets a that lot of was attention. an epic one. Good one. Um, but it was it was so well timed, right? Uh, you know, there was a story that that caught a lot of attention. Um, you know the 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 Mike Piazza Italian. That was the one that comes to mind for me. Yeah, oh, that uh, was also that was a great one. Yeah, and yeah, that's the one that comes to mind for me. And because there are, you know, there are a few types of stories. Like there are those stories that you read that you say like, oh, I I uh, I was hoping to know more about this, and this person did such a good job, or like, and then there's some stories you read where 
you didn't know anything about it. And it's, and it's just, it's just riveting. And, and that's, and that was kind of the Piazza story was uh, that, right. th- that jumped out to me there. Um, but there are, you know, the, there are, have, have been so many over the years, like just our A1 stories every, um, you know, every day we had one this, this week on, uh, on Jericho and, and Trevor Bauer that, you know, about their time together at UCLA that I, that I enjoyed, obviously, uh, that Maverick story. Uh, so yeah, so that, I mean, I am being a, a company man here, but I, I think one of the things that we do especially well are those big stories that, you know, in the past, like I, I would, I couldn't wait for sports illustrated on Wednesday growing up, I would read every single issue. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's not weekly anymore in that regard, but uh, the athletic every day, I, I feel like there's there's something there that gives me that that type of excitement. Yeah, I know we're not supposed to say ourselves, but I just thought my Houston Texans nerd guide uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> from last year. If you want to go back and Google that and, and check that out, uh, will be time well spent though. for you. Yeah. Well, listen. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, Piazza is the one that uh, jumped out for me. Okay. Um, Let's see. Next up, we have uh, from Fly Eagles Fifty Two, um, who asked a bunch. Let's go with Howie is bored and wants to trade a future first. Whom should he trade for? Parentheses. Realistic options. Okay. See here, you're saying should. When you sent it to us, you said who would Howie trade future first for? Mm. Okay. So sorry. A, so it has to be someone who's again. Available. You know, this is you know. Many weeks ago, but I was lying in bed with a uh, <laughs> with, a, with, with a puking boy <laughs> scrolling Twitter, trying to transfer to the notes app. So this is I can't be- I can't believe you're still milking that three weeks later. You're still I know <laughs> when 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 it was not even not even close to the worst uh, parenting night that either of us experienced any of us experienced that evening. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I thought about the, the person he would I think trade a first for realistically would be Deshaun Watson. I think, you know, of course that is completely up in the air. Maybe as you listen to this, it's not up in the air and we have some more information, but um, I mean, that was the one that came to mind. I really have a hard time considering that he would trade a first round pick for like a non quarterback. Is there any scenario in which that would happen? I don't think there's a realistic player. I mean, if you gave me like an elite, you know, pass rusher, or um, cornerback, you know, if you said or left tackle at a different, you know, if they didn't have that left tackle, right? Like, like, yeah, for Jason Peters in the past, yeah, right. Like, would he trade a first round pick for Chase Young? Yeah, I think he would do that, but like that's not going to happen, of course. So um, I, I don't know that there are realistic options uh, in that realm. I'm just trying to think of like, I don't know, who like is there, is there anybody in a contentious contract situation? Yeah, there are who's like a, who's who's yeah. worthwhile for a for a team uh, in well, the not, Eagles state. Like, I mean, first off, this player is not um, someone who I I think the Eagles would pursue it at at this stage. And I don't know if you'd trade a first round pick for him, but Xavier Howard is in a contract situation, right? Where mm-hmm. where uh, he's 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 someone who seems to want a new contract and plays a premium position where the Eagles have a need. I, I don't think they're trading a first round pick for Xavier Howard, but uh, I, I would echo what she'll said. Deshaun Watson would be my answer for that. Okay. Uh, all right. Next up we have, let's see uh, from Sam Cooper. 
who would win a one-on-one hoops game among the hosts? Someone else asked this question. There were a lot of questions about us three competing in some type of basketball yeah. uh, activity, which, you know, basketball on the mind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. I think there was someone who said a, a three point contest or a free throw contest or a one-on-one tournament. I or don't know. 21. I, see, I, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you go. You go first here. I would think that our, and this is just a guess. Our basketball skill levels, I would think, would be kind of in the same neighborhood. I, I don't know that uh, – now, Bo, I'm sure, will disagree with this and think that he would uh, mop the floor with us, Zach. But I would think that it would be a relatively competitive uh, arena for us three if we were doing some type of basketball contest or uh, one-on-one or something. Yeah, so my game is not one-on-one. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm – so- it's not that I'm team player. It's just like I'm, my, I'm, I'm not a one-on-one scorer, right? Uh, so uh, the reality is, unless you're, you're, unless you're, you're giving me the open three, um, I'm, I'm probably not gonna, you know, I'm, I'm not posting up on you, obviously, right? And maybe I can beat you with the first step at times, but then you're blocking me most likely. So. <laughs> Uh, so my, uh, I've, I've never been a one-on-one player, but if we expanded the three on three, five on five is a little different. A lot um, of variables because, though. For because when you're in my favorite, five, my favorite, court. wait, what's your favorite iteration of, of basketball to play? Three, three on three, on half three. Court? yeah, three on three, half court, um, because five on five full court, obviously transition is, is so important. Yeah. Um, so, so three on three half court would probably be the barometer I, I i would use and i'd i'd be a much better player not i mean not to say that i'm like a good player but i'd be a much better player 3 on 3 half court than 1 on 1 or 5 on 5 full i also like a i also like a 4 on 4 like short full court you know what i mean like a not <laughs> yeah i know what you're saying yeah. i don't mind a 2 on 2 either well yeah i don't mind a 2 on okay. 2 um well, yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't want to. I, I don't, uh, I'm, not, okay. I'm not great, but All I feel right. good about my Go chances. <laughs> okay. I think I would win. Yeah, that's fine. In, in yeah I, th- all... I think you would win. Wait, wait, how? Oh, wait a minute here. <laughs> well, uh, just because I'm not, I think Shields right that it wouldn't. It's not going to be some kind of blowout, but I again, I yeah, well, feel good well, about it. You, you would definitely cheat. You would definitely make up your own rules. How am I cheating? Hey, calling foul, calling Bobo foul. I'm not calling. I never would never call a foul. So I, I was actually talking to someone about this recently. Unless it's uh, on myself. I'll call Fallon Growing myself. up, I, I, I feel like the the biggest uh, mismatch or like the the problem is is when you play a ones and twos. It, it never mm. occurred to people like that. Just shoot twos? <laughs> yeah, just, just shoot twos. It's, right. it, uh, I mean, the math is, is there. So if, if you're playing ones and twos, then yeah, then, 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 then maybe she'll there. Um, sure. But uh, I, I, I do feel like, and she'll correct me if I'm wrong, I, I feel like of the three of us, Bo can beat us in the post. I mean, this is unbelievable. <laughs> the slander. <laughs> I'm stopping this popcorn train right now. <laughs> Girls, get me. <laughs> Am All I right, wrong? Well, the good news is the good news is you can say that and it'll take two weeks and then we can finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So my, uh, I go with the 90s style post defense where I'm putting the forearm in the back. So are we okay. allowing that? Yeah, definitely. Or not, or not allowing that? A hundred percent. Oh, really going to post me up? I mean, because I also Absolutely, like to right? do, I also do like to do the, 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 the poke, you know, when you're, when you're in the post, I'll reach the right arm around and knock that ball out of the way. So yeah, I feel good. I, I feel good about my post defense. 
Okay, that's it's fine. It's 2021. He's going to take me in the post? I mean, come on. <laughs> Give me a break. Well, in, 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 in one-on-one, and you're playing make it, take it, you know? Um, okay, all right. right? So, so now we got to make this happen. Yeah, Listen, I think maybe, be competitive. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, Bo would win, but let's I've do, got the let's competitive play, let's get juices some, Let's flowing. get some. Uh, let's get some charity, and we'll uh, we'll live stream it. Uh, I, no, I will not live stream it. Okay, because I, if there's anything you know about me, is that I choke when the pressure is on. So any type of added but what stress if we're like ra- that. How about we raise the money? Uh, you and I play one on one, and Zach drinks twenty beers. <laughs> I think it was 12 he was supposed it to was drink. It was 12. But, yeah, it was 12. And he, and he, well, I think, I think Zach would you? And he commentates while he's drinking. Yeah, I think Zach beers. might want to participate. All right, we'll do something with this now. Bo, do you think you would also beat me in like a uh, three point shooting contest? Uh, I, That's I a don't, yes. Okay. Yes, no, no, I, I feel like that would be a toss up. Okay, but one on one, you think you could handle me? All right, so this would be one on one to 11 by ones, no twos. Or are we are we checking at no, the? No, I think uh, we're allowing twos. That's, okay, that's so we're classic, checking at that's the top. Classic playground rules. So ones and twos, then that that changes the whole math right there. So yeah, I can just the, that's the classic one on one game, right? I can just check and shoot the two. Exactly. Yeah. So then I'm giving Shield okay. a chance. Yeah. I'm not saying Shield doesn't have a chance. Or not uh, chance. I'm, I'm picking Shield then. If we're going ones and twos. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. So I would. All right. So now I know what I'm going to be spending. I mean, you're my talking yourself up doing. like you're some like you're some kind of dead eye shooter. I'm not talking that <laughs> up. I'm trying to get the rules. Zach's talking that up. I'm just trying to get the rules in place because I know your history with this kind of thing. Mm. And I know you would change the rules on me. Uh, it would never do that. Last second. So are we are we finding an indoor court or an outdoor court? Mm, good question. Do you have know, a good city have court that, that you like? Okay. I mean, it's this is it's been a very long time since I've even played basketball. So. Me too. Yeah. So I would definitely need. I mean, to, this is uh, not like uh, this is not stretch. like handsome rich showing up as a ringer and like being the best uh, Papa shot player you've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we will uh, we will work on this and we will get this done. Uh, give us your um, you know you can just do the BWF road trip. Let's just keep everything <laughs> on the hashtag. Uh, I like we bringing will, it back from from two yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, we'll do BWF road trip for this as well. Uh, let us know. Should we do a uh, should we do a one on one for charity? Uh, you know how how should we do it? Do you have any advice on sort of the setup here? Should and also, is be- there a uh, is there a, a, a threesome that we can challenge the three of us? No, I don't want to do that. That would be uh, unbelievably okay. embarrassing. Yeah. Unless someone's putting up like a million bucks for charity. I mean, what's the incentive there? Well, we can see how we work together. Zach, well, I, Zach likes his three on three game. I, I think we know that's it. not going to work out well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll work on this. All right. Good. Um, uh, Sam uh, Cooper, who asked that question, also wants to know uh, book recommendations from Zebram for the summer. Okay. So I've uh, the book. That I'm reading now is Amazon Unbound by I believe Brad Stone is the um, I'd like to give the author's credit, uh, but uh, I'm enjoying that one quite a bit. Uh, learning is a lot about, about the uh, company Amazon or the place the Amazon. No, about the company about okay. about Jeff Bezos and Amazon. Um, I I read uh, Premonition. Um, that was a that was a good Michael Lewis book. A uh, book on my uh, two books on my list this summer. I can't give recommendations for them yet because I haven't read them. Uh, is uh, Boomtown, which came out a few years ago, but that came recommended me about Oklahoma City, and then uh, and then Noise by Daniel Kahneman. Um, uh, just got that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, that that. How do you do? How do you, again? How do you fit all this in? Really, you've read every athletic article. Mm-hmm. 
you're just crushing books left and right. Uh, you know, your, your kids attested to you being a great father. Uh, we know you're not slacking in the uh, content output category for your day job. I, I mean, it's, it's not like, I think, I think you're giving me far too much credit. The, like the, the reading thing is at, is at night, late at night. Um, you know, uh, it's very productive. It's prolific. I think you're efficient. Yeah. I, I, but then, but it's not like you're not wasting time. Like when someone tweets something, you're the person telling me about it before I see it. So you are wasting time scrolling Twitter, whether it's wasting um, time or not. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know how you fit it True. all in. True. Um, you sleep so, less than me. I yeah, I just be it. I, I do, which hopefully by the time we, uh, or by the time you 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 hear this, has changed because my wife wants me to sleep more um, during uh, this vacation period. Um, I but, also uh, want that for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the 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 best book that I, I've I've read recently. Um, was Think Again uh, by Adam Grant, which I, I mentioned a few podcasts ago. And then uh, I would give, I mean, selfishly, I, I would give anyone underdogs, the Philadelphia Eagles Motion Road, the course, Super Bowl victory. My number one. Uh, I hope I hope that you read this. I I, uh, I did not finish a, a, a Promised Land by Obama, but I, I, I read parts of it and I enjoyed that. Um, Apparently not if you didn't finish it. Mm. No, it was, it's, it, <laughs> I can't believe I, how, I, Bo, I how confident it. Bo was. Unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't, what, this guy thinks he's not going to go Durant in. And, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to play. You're going to play to win. Oh man. Uh, yeah. And then I'll, I'll, I'll give on one brand. from last summer that, um, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last summer, but the best, uh, like tangentially sports related book that I read last summer was the hot head by Ben Cohen. He's a wall street journal writer. And, uh, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, so I would I would um, check that out, but uh, yeah, if if it's a good list, yeah. So those are some that uh, that jumped to mind. Sam also wants uh, to know if we have a could have a show recapping or reliving the Super Bowl season. I would just say uh, maybe if you scroll down on the feed, the I think we re repurpose the post Super Bowl episode. I think that's a good uh, one to listen to. And on this topic, Zach, a question from uh, Chris. I want to know how Zach thinks about his writing schedule does he have set times each day etc stuff like that yeah uh, yes process yeah so it it depends we don't write i guess <laughs> um, <laughs> what? It, it, we it, don't um, write anything nobody wants to know my, my process yeah um as i you know but if, if 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 i'm sitting down to write something uh then i i like I roll through it. That's, that's one thing that, um, that I, uh, I mean, I, I don't want, I'm not trying to like brag. I hope this doesn't come off bragging. Uh, I was, but like, I'm, I'm good at like sitting down and getting from point A to, to Z and not deviating much from it. Now the, the quality is not always what I want, but uh, I very seldom have like a, a period where I'm like, I just, don't know you know i i don't know what i'm writing or you know i'm 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 good at I, interesting because i've been it. in that period all week long <laughs> yeah but 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 you and i've told you this privately so i'm i'm not uh i'm not gazing you up um <laughs> but you, you i mean one thing i like about your work is like you you never cheat the readers in that like uh you know you're always bringing something quality and creative to the table uh, so so I, I think, but, but yeah, but, but my writing process, uh, what I'll say about it is that I'm not good at breaking things. Like I can't, I, I'm not good at writing like 
a chunk here, a chunk there. Mm. I'm good at rolling through it. And so uh, if I need to write something often, it's I'm just pushing through it during the day or when my wife goes to sleep, um, then I, I sit down and I, and I write it then. But I don't like having like, uh, you know, hanging stories, if you will, because then they just can't get off my mind. And, uh, no, I, I, I like pushing through and finishing. Okay. Uh, from Taylor, uh, what has been your favorite vacation thus far? Do you prefer recurring trips or a new destination for each vacation? Jill? Well, I'm not a, I'm not a big vacation guy, you know, usually by like day, uh, like day two or three, I'm like, all right, let's, you know, we'll go back home and get back into the uh, routine. And so, you know, there are different um, when you're vacationing with young children, as opposed to not with young children, it's going to be very different. So you kind of take a different uh, mentality with you. We don't really go to the uh, same places, I would say, or even as a kid growing up, I don't think we really did that. We'll usually, uh, if we're just driving to a Jersey Shore town, we'll do that. We usually go out to Portland, Oregon in the summer to see my uh, sisters. So we do that. So I don't know that I much uh, help here. I like to be near a, uh, the essentials would be near a body of water. You know, you like to see the body of water. You want to be able to walk near the body of water. Uh, I like to be able to walk to other things, whether it's a bar, restaurant, coffee, ice cream. So whether that's like a little town, whether that's a big city, uh, whatever, I, I would don't like to be like secluded from all that. And of course, like, you know, that, that camping stuff and stuff, isn't you know, that that's not for yeah, me. Let, let's be, a, yeah. yeah, let's be in a, in a hotel, rent a house, something like that. What about a uh, bucket list? Anything on your uh, bucket list to go to anything on my bucket list to go to no not really okay naya wants to do a vacation where we where we go to a very cold climate and then a very warm climate so she wants to like go to alaska for a week and then go to hawaii for a week these are mm. like when you're in the middle of a pandemic and like, I like kids that. have not not left uh media pennsylvania for I like that. Uh, a year and i was like oh yeah that sounds kind of that sounds kind of good uh, for me also so and the same trip or yeah same no to... same trip oh that's fun tough yeah. it's gonna be tough to pack for though well layers okay i like that okay. my um, wife's my wife's uh number one uh bucket list is india and so let's go list. I'm, I'm I'm happy to you, you show me around. Let's do it. Okay, let's go. I mean, I don't know that I would be I mean, showing you around, I, I but I have people who could show us around. Yeah, I don't know that I could just like show up and be like, <laughs> I would definitely need like a cousin picking me up at the airport and uh, telling us what to do. I think if you were leaning on me, we would probably be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Next so week. So my favorite trip. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, that's it. <laughs> uh, Your favorite trip, of course, your honeymoon. <laughs> my my wife would wish I said that. Um, but uh, no, my favorite trip was um, uh, when I graduated high school. Uh, my present was um, my dad took me to uh, the like the ballparks on the West Coast. I, I had never Ooh. been west of the Mississippi, mm. and I grew up. Um, well, I, you know, I, I still follow baseball, but like I was obsessed with like baseball ballparks and uh, I had always uh, like if there's a bucket list item when you're in high school, That's I great. had wanted to see 
like Dodger Stadium. And, um, you know, at the time it was called Pac Bell Park. What, what, mm-hmm. What's it called now? Is it AT&T Park AT&T, where the Giants maybe? play? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Peco Park. Uh, and so, uh, what was your we, favorite? My favorite was Pac Bell. Yeah. I had never, I, I mean, I had never been to San Francisco, but I, I, I had never been west of the Mississippi at that time. And so, uh, it was like I had, uh, you know, it was, it was my high school. It, it, when I graduated high school, my, my, my dad took me out there. And so that was my, uh, that's still my best trip just because, like, I was in awe every day of, <laughs> if you can be of like a, july dodgers um yeah that's no um that's game but like that that still jumps out to me just because how how meaningful it was to me all right good one but you uh what i'm sorry did you say something yes how about you asking for oh 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 uh oh yeah i forgot um uh i've been i feel like i've been pretty fortunate uh trip wise I would say maybe my favorite was uh, was a trip to Egypt uh, that we took with uh, my wife and my parents uh, in 2016. Oh, yeah. It was actually during the election. So that was a, a bit of a downer. But the trip was great. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was good. That's all I got. Um, okay. Uh, would you rather... Never drink a smoothie again, but your article's readership always hits at least that of your current most read article. Or (laughs) free smoothies for life available at any moment, but your readership is always around that of your lowest ever. I mean, mean, say say goodbye to the smoothies. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) You know, I but but see, I, I could get the smoothies and then quit writing and try to do something else. You could. Yeah. That would be appealing, but uh, you know, there are some things I write where I don't want. I don't want that readership. Yeah, I agree with that. But there are also smoothie substitutes. Are there what, like an acai bowl? Yeah, I mean, or just eat the fruit. I mean, that's disrespectful, but okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you told me I was hitting that number for every article, like I would, I would (laughs) say no smoothies for us. My, I mean, there probably isn't a food like I would give up pizza, and I love. No, you wouldn't get out of here. Pizza? If I I would not, no way. I would quit that number for every article. No, thank you. I'm done writing. I would, I would easily quit writing if it, if it meant I, uh, you know, if it was that or pizza, that would be an easy choice for me. What would you? You're choosing pizza. I could just play with just podcast. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I don't know that anyone's going to pay me for that, but, uh, you know, I could, I could try it out. And you could go back to the, uh, the janitorial service where you work. Yeah. I got other stuff I could try. That was two weeks ago. We discussed that last week. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good callback. You know, I've always wanted to be a consultant, right? Isn't that a Mm. job? You're a consultant. I don't know. Did you ever watch that show on, on Showtime? Um, the Don Cheadle show, uh, House of Lies, I think it was. No, never did. Uh, you consult that life, yeah. He makes that lifestyle seem 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 pretty entertaining. Mm. There you go. I'll consult. Uh, I believe it was a couple weeks ago we talked about Miles Sanders. Well, we've got a Miles Sanders question from Rich. What do you think Miles Sanders' future with the team is? What should it be? Analytics generally say don't pay running backs with a team that's unlikely to compete soon. Should they try to trade him while he still has value on a rookie contract? I mean, I would just say play out the rookie contract and then right. let him walk is the that's most likely do. scenario. If, if, if you want to consider franchising him for a year, that's fine too. But 
I would not be I would not be signing him to a new deal. Yeah, I I would I would agree with that. Uh, Ross wants to know: Would you rather fight a regular sized Jason Peters or five child sized Jason Peters? Ooh. Uh, I would Neither. rather fight the child size ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what like a, a five-year-old child or a, like a, a ten-year-old child, and like, are they grown Jason Peters or like children Jason Peters? I mean, either way, there's really no appealing. Answer and I'm losing here. the fight regardless. You know, you would you would think initially in your head, like if you're just facing the big Jason Peters, that maybe you could be like a little, uh, you know, elusive. No, geez. but. As like I know we we've probably at this point is this he's not on a, on a roster right so right. How, how old is he thirty seven six or seven yeah uh, like a thirty seven year old Jason Peters the I think he's thirty nine actually thirty nine okay yeah the the athleticism for him at this stage in his career compared to me <laughs> is still like so embarrassing right and like, we're just I would like, have no just, shot we, we talk nothing about how like anytime we talk about Jason Peters just how cooked he is. And like the, the comparison to the to the three of us, I mean, come on. Yeah. So uh, I guess I would take the smaller ones. Where, yeah, because I know, know I have no chance against the real one. And I'd said, let's, let's at least find out against the little guys. Well, you got no chance against the little guys, but the damage might be a little less severe. Right. Yeah. And is this a thing where I can just tap out or is it like, you know, we're fighting until I get knocked out or something? Yeah. Or can you fool him? Can you be like, dude, I, I'm just trying to interview you. Like, what do you do? Why are you, what are you doing here? Or does everyone like know the rules beforehand? I don't know. Good question. Okay. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get direct TV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream direct TV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream direct TV without a satellite dish. Call 1 800 direct TV. Terms or restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Uh, Mike wants to know who were a few under the radar guys that could realistically take a leap forward this year. So excluding players like Goddard and sweat. So what do you guys got, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose you could say, well, uh, a Michael Jaquette or a, a Zach McPherson. If, mm -hmm. if one of them steps in at cornerback, Elijah and, Riley, of course. Yeah. And plays decently. Um, other than that, I'm trying to think here. I mean, unless there's, how about a uh, how about a Jack Driscoll if Lane Johnson gets hurt again? Yeah, I was going to okay. say that. Get him one of those backup offensive linemen. Mm -hmm. Now and, here's and, here's and, another and, question. And, and then like, what about Davion Taylor? If if uh, yeah, I mean, if, if Davion Taylor is anything, that's a yeah. step forward. That's a good. That one. was that Jack. That was the least exciting answer to a mailbag in podcast history. <laughs> but you just said you were going <laughs> to say the same thing. How about Jack Driscoll? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I was to answer the yeah. question, but then I'm like, oh, what are we even doing here? Next, you know question. what the you know what the 
the the the worst answer, but possible. You know, if JJ Ortega Whiteside is a playable player, I don't think that's going to mm-hmm. happen. But can we retire the uh, phrase "cheat code"? I mm. mean, this has gone so man, like the over the top. Cheat code. I am so tired of this. Like things that a, aren't cheat codes are cheat codes. I have a real uh, Eagles thing though. Okay. Since we're talking about Driscoll. Uh, what do you think are the how many turkeys would you put on the possibility of the Eagles trading Lane Johnson? Let's say I, don't know. Let's, I haven't looked into the, like, that, the like details of this. It's it is one of the weird things that happened this offseason that and and Sam Lynch has talked about this, but it's bizarre that they did not rework Lane Johnson's contract mm-hmm. when they reworked everybody else's contract who was in that same vein to create uh, room for this year and guarantee money next year. And if you're thinking to yourself, like you really buy that Andre Dillard and Jordan Mailata are both starting caliber, like that's the solution. You play Dillard on the left, Mailata on the right, and you trade Lane Johnson for for some kind of bounty. I don't, I don't know what kind of bounty that would be for a, a 30 plus player, but um, like that, that is an option that they have because they didn't rework his deal, which they must have done for some reason. Uh, a, I hadn't it's, it's thought about question. it, but yeah, I think it's a seems like a good question. I don't know, like like what is his salary uh, this year? What's he owed in future years? I'm trying to think of what you can get for him. I mean, you're what do you think? Like a, a middle round pick, a third? I don't see why you would do it first for that. Like it would need to be a second. You're not getting a first. I, I mean, for Lando Brown, I think you could get yeah. a second for a second or a third. A team with real aspirations that that finds itself in a bind. Especially if like a tackle goes down and like a Sam Bradford type situation, maybe. Right. Yeah, that's true. Would be, I mean, it would be great if he gets traded in the next two weeks and we call our shot on this podcast retroactively. People would think we're lying. Hmm, that's true. Um, his deal. Do you want to know the guarantee? The sure. Let's see here. Uh, this year he has uh, an eighteen million dollar cap number. Next year. 14 and there's really only two years left guaranteed next year is 7 million guaranteed. And then after that, that's basically the expiration of the deal. Okay. I don't know. He's 31. I don't know. I think it's possible. It's just, it's, it's a, it's, it's weird that they didn't rework his contract. That's really the big, there must be something there. Uh, From kill a cow peck nest migrate me, Ryan and Noah Becker. So who's the second one? Ryan Jones. These are gotcha. these are three defops here. Uh, who's going to go first on this one? I mean, this is a very loaded question here. I, these are three defops. There are going to be some hurt feelings here. Now, are we talking about just our Twitter feeds? I think that's probably the right way to think no, about it. Right? I think it's the people. Don't go mm. soft on it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm definitely migrating Noah because he's been he's been playing up this uh, Chris Paul bit lately. Um, so I have to whack him for that. Yeah, I'm migrating Noah as well for a uh, different, you know, I would just say I've named him my least favorite Becker. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a Noah Becker has always been very, uh, you know, supportive of my work, but he does have your like annoying quality. You know, I like you, but no you're annoying. Yeah. And I would agree that he's uh, in that department. So I would be uh, migrating him. 
The other two, you know, I, I think in a previous pod, we were talking about fandom. And I think Ryan has a, a, a very nice way about him as a fan. He's like fully invested. He, he's reading up. He's consuming content mm-hmm. about the team. But I know when the uh, Sixers blew that uh, collapse, I remember coming across some of his uh, tweets and, you know, basically like laughing at like, like we should laugh at ourselves as Sixers fans. If, you know, we're dishing it out, you got to be able to take it. So I did like that about him. He's not like a Homer. He's willing to crush the teams that he roots for. However, because, you know, he has said he's a minion. Mm. I don't know that I could nest him. And you know, if there, you know, he can let us know if there is room for you to come over to the Capadia cronies and ditch the minions, then I'll give it a longer look, but like, I just can't nest a minion. So, you know, we, we, we'll do a uh, hangout once a year. And so that would have me nesting uh, kill a cow who just, um, you know, brings joy with his uh, with his humor. I would say he's the only of the three whose tweets have gotten shared on like other friend threads, you know, and so that definitely gives him a uh, leg up. My favorite thing he does is the uh, I think the one beer challenge I've I've found to <laughs> That's be your favorite. Very, uh, yes, because I think we consume, you know, a lot of the same content. And yep. so when I come on here and I'm like crushing some, you know, like NBA podcasters a little bit vaguely, he will do it a little bit more uh, directly. And so I, I do enjoy uh, that about him. You got the Belvedere stuff, the, you know, supportive of the pod, uh, all those things. So I, I think he gets the, the nest for me. Zach? I would nest all of them. I'm grateful for all of them. Uh, well, then I'll just uh, just just to make sure that uh, we cover our bases, I'll I'll reverse and uh, and nest Ryan and, and Peck. Well, I mean, it would be a real slap in the face if you didn't nest the the minion. I mean, I think that I think we could we can ask Killa. I think he may identify as a minion himself. Uh, I would disagree. I would be very disappointed if he did, went that route. Well. He's, you know, he's one of the few people who's done the crossword puzzles, which, which puts him high on my list as well. Okay. All right. Okay. Good question. Let's get more of those questions next yeah, time. These we difficult just have questions to, we have to rank people. Very, make us yeah. all very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I felt great. Like I'm, that was my favorite question of the thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me pull up some of the ones that I sent you guys from before. Uh, favorite local town or place to hear pronounced in a Philly accent. Well, I asked, I put it as uh, something to think about and I did not think about it until right now. Well, I asked my wife about this one this morning and she reminded me of the one that I say constantly. And that would be, can you run down to the Acme? (laughs) So I I would say the Acme. I know it's not a town, but it is a place. And I've definitely never said, uh, certainly in the last 10 to 20 years, um, Acme, I've always said Acme, and we don't even shop at the Acme. I just, you know, like to uh, mix that in there. Mm. Zach's got to have a good one for this. You know what? I, Zach might not be aware that he does it. That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. I, uh, Yours might be Philadelphia. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. I would say that. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Where do you get your hoagie? You know what I? You know what I? I, I think probably is, the Schuylkill. I'd say funny. Uh, Schuylkill, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bala Kinwood is a funny, is a is a funny one to hear sometimes. That's why there's not. There's no like accent to a Bala Kinwood, is there? I know, but it's just a weird. I don't know. 
I don't have a good answer here. Country? Yeah, I mean, you know, I like a country. Yeah, country hawking. I had never heard of country until uh, shout out to Joe Monte, the uh, friend. You know, he's essentially the mayor of country. Uh, my my friend from college, and uh, he would talk about country all the time. So now can't go by there. You know, we were driving by there, and Leela said, and "She's like, Daddy, look at that beautiful city over there." And I and I told uh, Joe Monte about that. So he, mm. he's always joking about how you got got to get out of country. But I said, you know, Leela loved the country when you're driving down the blue route. There you go. Okay. Uh, this is a question we got like several iterations of. Uh, basically, if you were commissioner for the day or if you got to be Roger Goodell for a day, uh, what would you change? What would you do? And, uh, you know, how would you how would you create some chaos? OK, I wrote down a couple for this one. Uh, the one that I had, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, is let's make the NFL draft a seven week event. OK, we can Whoa. do we can we can do one round each week. We'll start it uh, either the day after or the week after the uh, NCAA men's and women's basketball tournaments finish, right? So you crown the national champions. Uh, is the women's, I forget, is the women's after the men, the day after the men's or the day before the men's? I think it's the Tuesday after the men's. It's the two, yeah, usually. All right. So either you can start the, the first round of the draft can be like that Thursday if you want, or you can just start it the next week. It can be the same night every week, seven weeks, prime time. Think of all the content. You could get from this. I mean, it would be so highly rated. You would have a week to look at who's left each round. The draft Knicks, Dane Brugler would probably start his own company if something like this happened. Uh, and it would be another way for the NFL to dominate the calendar as a writer and a podcaster. I don't think that I would hate it. You know, there are some things about what they do that I would, I really, you know, I'm like, come on, do we really need to do this? I don't think I would hate that. I think it, if anything, it would give me some more time to kind of dive in to who I like, who I don't like. And so that, that would be my idea. It, it could go the first week of April through the third week of May. There you go. You dominate an otherwise mm. sort of slow time in the sports calendar. Interesting. Zach? Uh, some of them we we started to see last year in terms of laxing the injured reserve uh, rules. Yeah, those I, are good. I I, I I would make that permanent and uh, uh, game day inactives. I would I would get rid of game day inactives if you're um, laxing up uh, on the injured reserve rules because in, in in theory you shouldn't have as as many injured players uh, that you're carrying on your roster. Uh, so that's one. And then I would uncomplicate the salary cap right uh mm. i i would make that a little more cut and dry um i understand that there's a competitive advantage there um but i i would make it uh a, you know i i would make it a little more yeah as as i said cut and dry less ways to maneuver around it and and uh and make it more honest i like that you know i don't think it's realistic but yeah what if you just said that the players you know, you're whatever like years you're signed for, you have the same salary every year, mm -hmm. you know? So if it's four years, 32 million, you're getting 8 million a year. Uh, you're doing away with signing bonuses. So you cannot just um, extend this, you know, over the, like, like give a big signing bonus and extend that over several years. Now, again, there's, there's no reason like uh, people would not want to do this, but if you're saying what would be kind of a simpler way to uh, do it, 
Yeah, I don't think now I'm sure somebody will listen to this and explain why it's a terrible idea. But uh, I think that would be sort of easier to figure out uh, who has what left your planning and uh, and that type of thing. Um, my uh, chaos answer is I would like, you know, call up uh, uh, D Smith and JC Treader and say, uh, here, I'm proposing you this new CBA. Uh, it's going to be uh, players get 75 percent of the revenue. The league gets 25%. We're going to guarantee all uh, player contracts and uh, have real uh, like post-career health help for you. That's just what we're going to do. And uh, we're going to be more uh, player focused because this is a league that puts the, the players through the ringer and there's plenty of money for the owners for uh, these odious people. But uh, my low hanging fruit, like very small thing, uh, shot clock when the play clock runs out, you hear the buzzer, the ball's not snapped. It's a penalty. No more of this guesswork. So like, simple. Yeah. It's like so dumb. Like we do not need to look and look both ways to see it happen. Like it's a very, it's a clock. It, it, it expires. The ball's not snapped. That's it. They really have a technology issue. I mean, that was my other thing is like, shouldn't, can't there be a chip in the ball or something where mm -hmm. we're not having like a, uh, all due respect, you know, like a 67 year old man mm. running down the sideline, trying to figure out where a punt went out of balance. My favorite moment, the, the punt, like the, the imprecision <laughs> of the punt, total guess, you know, and, and, and it should, you know, couldn't you, you could figure out, did the ball cross the plane? You could figure out where was the ball when a, the, the person's knee went down or elbow went down or, uh, uh, but you know, I love when it's the butt cheek that goes down. And mm. the announcers have to like awkwardly, we got we got one cheek or two here. Like they can't shake the sort of thing where it's just funny talking about a butt cheek. Uh, that is one of That's my true. favorite things that happen during an NFL broadcast. So I think there are lots of ways to improve the technology associated with the game. Uh, this is a fun one because it's uh, definitely very timely. Um, best Philly Atlanta sports moment, playoff sports moment. We're excluding the Sixers game seven win over the Hawks. Mm, yes. When, uh, <laughs> when, uh, Tobias Harris had a, uh, half court shot to win. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Now people will know that we're not, uh, yeah. yeah probably uh, the 93 NLCS, I would say. Okay. But what in there did you, did you do a little, little dive on this sack or no? Well, there was the, uh, I, I, I think there were two extra inning games. I, I believe I, I did not do a deep dive into this, but, um, you know, I, I remember, um, game one, I, 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 I believe it was, it was, it was, it was a home game that, that they won in extras. That's correct. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, so I, I don't know, Bo, did you do research? I did a little research on this one. I did not. Okay. So, uh, certainly, you know, this is an Eagles podcast. So the fourth down stop from the, uh, you know, against Julio in the divisional round. That, oh, okay. That's got to that, be up yeah, there, that's right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the one that comes Super to mind Super Bowl season. So yeah. And by the way, this, is, this was from Matt Goldich, not his brother, Mitch. Okay. Um, so that is, uh, that's certainly one up there. Uh, you know, that 93 Phillies team was probably my first, like, real favorite team that I had growing up. And so I was just kind of, but I didn't remember all of the uh, details of that NLCS against the Braves. So I think there were a couple there. So the first was what Zach said, which it was game one of the NLCS. Uh, Kim Batiste makes an error in the top of the ninth that allows the Braves to tie the game at three. But then in the bottom of the 10th, he has the game winning hit. And I'll tell you what, I, I clicked on the clip of this in my pre-show prep. 
go pause the podcast if you are a Phillies fan or you know we're following that team. Go find that clip. Click on the link. I mean, Harry Callis, I was just getting so nostalgic listening to this. Like, just an amazing call. Like, it, you know, it was one of hundreds of great calls that he had. But just like comparing what I hear now, all due respect to the current, um, you know, play-by-play uh, -play announcers, but it was just like it was an unbelievable call that he had for that. So uh, that one certainly is right there. And then I think you could make the case that Game Five of the NLCS, Mitch Williams blows a three-nothing lead in the bottom of the ninth. The series is tied at two games apiece. Um, and so uh, talk about the like peak of it, intensity right there. The game goes to extra innings and Lenny Dykstra hits a solo homer off of Mark Wohler's like a no doubt about her, uh, you know, to right center field and they win four three. So uh, I think those would be the ones that it probably uh, comes down to. I can't remember what I felt as a uh, as a uh, ten year old uh, during those Phillies games. So I, I wish I remembered what I felt uh, during those. So I don't know what the what the best one would be. I, I would tend to think maybe that Dykstra home run that puts you up three two and gets you one uh, one game away from the World Series after the entire city had been in a complete drought for uh, for a decade. That might be the one I think that would lead it, but others certainly uh, can correct me there. It sounds like you did the most research here. I'm going to let you. Let, well, let I just that, watched uh, a couple Phillies yeah, clips and uh, with with uh, Harry Callis announcing it, and it was uh, it was a treat on this Friday morning on June 18th. Uh, I mean, uh, whatever date we're supposed hmm. to be running this, yeah, June 30th, of course. June 30th, yeah. Uh, favorite video game of all time versus right or or right now. I mean, the NCAA games growing up, NCAA mm. football. Uh, oh, the recruit. Some of those recruiting engines were fantastic. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I I spent far too much time. We um, used to have uh, we used to do road like road trips. Uh, like my brother and me in the back, we had that like the 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 PlayStation original like hookup into the car. Really? Well, that is very cool. NBN. It was Hello. like it, well, it was one of those things where like it it only worked if one of us was like <laughs> pressing down on the top of the thing. And so like my brother would press down on it and we would just be recruiting um, for like hours at a time. What Like a, one of the great memories of childhood for me. That could make any trip go by quicker. I, yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. I would waste time. Uh, yeah, I, I, I spent a lot of time building up, um, you know, like Syracuse football and, and yeah. Things yeah, like I've that. never I've, I've only really ever like I've there are lots of sports video games I've loved. Like I mean, I'm a big FIFA fan. Um but I've never, I've never really been big into non-sports video games. Same with me. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I mean, the ones that stood out to me were NFL Blitz, mm. uh, NBA Jam, and then of course Madden. I think I was trying to think of the year. I would say between '92 and '94, a couple of those were probably the that was probably the video game. I played the most, uh, you know, I remember just barreling through people with number 41, Keith Byers as the um, Philadelphia Eagles. And I believe I, I want to say I was the Hornets a lot in NBA jam with LJ mm. and Alonzo morning, but that could be my memory uh, playing tricks on me. And I don't have a current. Yeah. I don't have a current. I'd love one. to get back into FIFA. I don't have like, if anyone has a recommendation on, on uh, the best way to do that, what's the best uh, system for that? I mean, I don't know. It might be a little bit pricey, but. People are if people have a recommendation. Hashtag uh, B2F, BWF road trip. 
PWF road trip, how you can uh, wax your chest, play FIFA. And by the way, in uh, in Sandusky, Ohio. <laughs> say wow. Really? Yes. Why did that come to mind? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. There's well, that's where there's a, uh, the auto parts. No, there's a uh, an amusement park place. Uh, there you go. That, uh, I said an amusement park place, an amusement park, um, Cedar Point in sandusky ohio where what is have... the uh, what is the tagline for uh, sandusky auto parts you know it's made I don't know. for the american working man by the american working man something like that i don't know paul that one's for you uh okay uh who is the best athlete in the world right now I found this to be a tough one zebram did you uh come well you know this is the classic uh like parsing uh best versus greatest mm-hmm. like you know, if the question is uh, like who's the who's the greatest athlete in the world relative to their peers, like uh, you know, it's not uh, it's not an original take, but it would be hard to hard to say someone other than Simone Biles, right? Mm, good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think but, that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, in I terms of so. like the the like who's the who's the best like most outrageous athletic specimen on the world? Right? That, yeah, that's how I interpreted the question. Yeah, so it's then, like I was thinking about Giannis or like yeah. Mm, well, I want someone who can shoot. That's not how I, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't look at, yeah. I mean, oh, I was so you more, interpreted like the, the, the best, um, uh, the best performing. Best, I, I okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Like who right, has, you know, easy. for example, like Serena Williams in her prime, right? right. Like gotcha. she, you okay. could have made the okay. case for her. Michael Phelps, uh, you know? And so I was, I was trying to think, I'm like, all right, uh, men's or women's tennis. I don't think there's anyone there for an individual sport. I, you know, I didn't think of Biles, but I think that's a good one. I was trying to think of like Olympic, uh, sports. I don't think there's like a golfer, you know, certainly like, like tiger in his prime. Yeah, you certainly Henry. could have said that. I don't think there's a basketball player you could really say right now. Uh, I, I think, you know, certainly Patrick Mahomes, you could make the case for, right. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think there's much of an argument of who like the best, you know, I don't think there's a big debate where if you said which player would you start an NFL right. franchise with yeah. right now, I think everybody is going to say Patrick Mahomes. Maybe I'm wrong about that. So uh, I would say Mahomes or Biles. I, I think those would probably be. Two how about a, how about a Shohei Otani? Yeah, I don't know. Like I, uh, I've just sort of given up on baseball, and so that seems like a great um, story. But is he far and away like the best performing? Well, I don't think there's anyone player? else. I mean, there's any. I don't know if they're well. There's, I mean, there's no one else who does what he does. Yes. In baseball, now that I don't know, there there aren't really many uh, equivalents across other sports where like offense and defense are separated when you don't have to play both things. Yeah. Um, Just in terms of the value he presents. Yeah. Is there like a swimmer we're forgetting about? I don't know. It's tough. We're probably missing somebody obvious. Uh, Katie Ledecky. I'm a big Ledecky fan. Yeah. There you go. Mm, big Ledecky stan over here. Okay. <laughs> you got anybody there's, else? There's and no. By like the way, Marissa. Or... I mean. Feel free to, to jump in on any of these, please. Please no, do. It's gotten very stale yeah. and boring. Yeah, yeah, please jump in. I'm enjoying listening <laughs> to you guys. I just, um, yeah, I mean, she is like the greatest female swimmer of all time. So I would say she's definitely up there. Now, is she, where is she at this stage of her career? Like, is she in her prime right now or no? Yes. I okay. mean. Okay. All right. So that's a good one. I think she first went to the Olympics. What is the age? I think 16 was her first Olympics. Mm. Is that how the youngest you can be? She was still in high school. I okay. Believe. That was 2012. Um, let's say. Are the Olympics yeah. happening this summer? Supposedly. Yeah. Yes. In Tokyo. Okay. So she will be one of the, she will be like one of the biggest stories yes. in the Olympics. Yes. Okay. 
All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. Now, were you, a, were you a, like a, a swimmer growing up, Marissa? No. Um, I actually, she was one of the first athletes I ever interviewed oh, um, wow. in college. Yes. I went to one of her high school swim meets in college. Uh, she is from Bethesda, Maryland. Um, so I got, and to I've heard, her. I've read that she attributes a lot of her success to, to that interview. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I was actually so nervous. And I'm like thinking like, she's 16. Like, why am I so <laughs> nervous? But like, I mean, she blows like these other, like, you know, she swam at Stanford and these other, you know, world swimmers, she blows them out of the water, literally. So imagine what it was like competing against her in high school. Um, it was pretty unfair to the other girls, I think. Yeah, but- it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was like ridiculous. Like she was just so far ahead. But I mean, that's got to be really cool to say, oh, I competed against an Olympian. So, yeah, there's something very cool about like being the just being able to prove that you are the best in the world at something like that. It's something that's just one on one like that or like, you know, Bolt in his prime, like hard, hard to beat that viewing experience. Yeah. It, the Olympics are like one of my favorite things for sure. Like I, I mean, I love the NFL. I love major league baseball, but like, there's just something about watching the Olympics. Yeah. I like All Olympics. Right. We're going to have to give you like an Olympic segment. I think uh, during the summer, <laughs> maybe, we we maybe we could do an, a separate Olympics pod. Perfect. If you, yeah, if you would, if you would subscribe to a separate birds with friends, uh, Olympics pod, hit us with a uh, hashtag BWF road trip. Uh, I think, all right. So I think Katie Ledecky is the official Olympian of birds with friends. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, with infinite time and resources, what hobby would each member of the pod take up woodworking tennis, writing a novel about the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> Zebra, I feel like you had you somehow create infinite time in your life. So what yeah, would I feel you like say? You, you, do you have time for hobbies? Zach? No, I, I don't. Like, and yeah. I, I would uh, I would like to have more hobbies because my wife doesn't consider like reading to be a hobby, you know. Um, so <laughs> I think that counts. I think reading should count <laughs> I, as a hobby. I, I, no, but like she would like me to do like something more social, like uh, like okay. I've never golfed mm. before. Um, and yeah, I don't maybe plan, you should pick that up. I don't plan on golfing. Okay. Um, but uh, I would say, I would say like being really interested and invested in working out, you know, um, mm, like, I like, like when I work Trainer. out now, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's begrudgingly like to be, to be frank, you know, you do it yeah. because like, you know, it's good for you, but like, uh, like people who, who can't wait to work out is, uh, I don't know. That, I think there's something a little unhinged about that myself no i mean no i disagree i'd love i'd love to be wired that way my wife's up at 5 45 working out and like i i can't um yeah like it's like she she needs it to start her day and like it there's i i i wish i had that type of uh interest in it so yeah if i could give myself one attribute that that would probably be it See, I enjoy the workout, but I think that's a good one because I would like, like, I never know, like, all right, is this like a terrible thing that like, I, I need like a plan. And I guess you could just get like a personal trainer, I guess. Right. But I would like someone to say, all right, here's the equipment you have at home. Here's what you're going to do every day. It's going to take 45 minutes to an hour. And uh, you're going to, you know, you're going to be in better cardiovascular shape. 
you're going to get stronger. You're going to get more flexible. Your uh, overall uh, health is really going to improve because I feel like I don't get the most out of mm. what I'm doing, if that makes sense. So I do think that is a good one. Now, maybe we have listeners who could just say, Sheil, uh, you know, I'll DM you on Instagram at Sheil Kapadia and you tell me what you got and I'll write up a plan for you. That actually uh, would be outstanding. But I don't dislike um, when I when I am looking to work out. I actually think it's a nice sort of a, what, what are those endorphins? Yes. Mm. Yeah. I think that's true. I Listen, feel better. I've been, I feel I've been, better. I've been, I've, been, I've been getting into the Peloton. I know. Uh, I was just thinking, I wish I would have gotten you on the one-on-one pre-Peloton. Mm. What do you mean mm. the one-on-one? Oh, I see. One-on-one basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, no, it's been good. And I do I do enjoy it for the most part. But it's also like, it still does feel like, and I sort of look forward to it, like the routine of like hitting the check mark every day, but it's still like, it's still a little bit of work. You know, if I had my druthers, I'd rather, I'd rather sit and watch a show or something like that. Oh, uh, see, I like, I love a stretch. I like a little, you know, it, it makes me feel better. Maybe it makes me feel better. I don't know. What the one, but it, what's good about it, like it does hit me in, in uh, like hitting the competitiveness because like, you know, I could, I could, not I haven't played basketball in a while, but like I'd be happy to like play basketball all afternoon, like playing a game or like anything like that. But like just running or just going on the bike, it's it's a little bit uh, tiresome without without a goal being in mind. Yeah. Okay. Did you have one for this bow? Uh, you know, I would say uh, I I this is this is a hobby of mine, but I would like to dive even deeper into it, and that is uh that is chess. I'm a, like oh. I'm, a, I'm a chess man. Okay. Uh, so I play, I play on uh, chess time. I've, I've been, I think I've given the uh, invite out before. I think it's Wolf's Den. If you want to hit me up, I'm happy to play anytime, but I, you know, I'd, I'd like to improve as a chess player. Okay. Mine would definitely be, uh, well, I feel like I'm giving multiple here, but uh, mine would be a hobby that I've taken up in the past couple of years that I'm a complete disaster at that Bo saw me, saw that up close and personal uh, this week. And that, that would be golf. You know, I, I never uh, really understood the appeal of it for a long time during the uh, pandemic, or maybe it was the, the summer before the pandemic, uh, started trying it out. And uh, now I see the appeal. You know, I think when you're in your mid to late 30s, you should try to pick something up like that that's going to be uh, very hard that you've never done before. I think it's a uh, it's a nice experience. You're you you know you're probably going to hate yourself at times and get frustrated. But what I found is you're basically just hanging out with your friends for like four to five hours. And so you could go to a restaurant, a bar, do something else. But this is your your outside, but you're not doing outdoors, which we've uh, differentiated in the past. So you're getting some. Uh, fresh air there. You can involve gambling if you want. You can involve uh, drinking if you want. It scratches that competitive itch uh, you talked about there, Bo. And so I do understand the appeal of it. And I, I find I found myself during the pandemic, like that was the thing I looked forward to uh, the most was kind of just spending an afternoon doing that uh, with friends, even though, like I said, I'm a complete disaster and need to uh, totally uh, restart from, from the ground up. But I, like, I'm looking forward to trying to get better at that, even though I will never get good at that, if that makes sense. So that would be mine. That's a good one. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, we are, we, we've got a lot of questions left, but we've, uh, we've gone pretty long. Oh my here. gosh. Yeah, uh, really? So we don't have to do all of them. I want to make sure we get all the ones that uh, I sent you guys as prep so that wasn't wasted time. So for Shield, if you had to compose an all-star five-person team from the challenge, who would be on it? Yeah, I wish I would have been able to spend a little bit more time on this. Mm, um, sorry, but I know. I, I sent this at like okay. 11 o'clock last night. It's okay. I looked at it this morning. So I think you have to have CT and Johnny Bananas there. Um, now, as but, Bananas, I feel like the you know the CT carrying Bananas like a backpack took, took a lot of the luster off him. No, but Banana still has the, I mean, the most titles. Oh, does you know? he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. He still has the most titles. So if anything, that would just add a nice layer to it. You know, there's that great moment of CC carrying him. But if they're just, you know, if they're getting in the hashtag rings conversation, Bananas still hasn't beat. So I don't know how you could have a uh, all-star five-person team without those two on it. Okay. Uh, I chose Laurel. Oh, okay. I remember uh, Laurel. Have you? Okay. I wasn't sure if you watched Laurel Seasons. Uh, great, great competitor. And also just it, like can be really mean. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if she's a good yeah. person or not. I don't know if she's changed. I don't know her personally, but like, there's always that sense when she's in a scene, like she could really take this over the line, make it uncomfortable, get kicked off of all reality TV for the rest of her career. So you don't want that to happen, but the possibility of it happening adds a little juice, I think, um, to the episode. Uh, I, I was trying to decide what other woman I wanted on here or, or what other two women I chose Ashley. Hmm, um, who's Ashley. So she, I believe has the second most earnings in challenge history. She, oh, won. she's, she was like eliminated early this, this last year. People don't like her. Yeah. She's she like turned, Southern or something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. She, uh, yes. A lot about her appearance has changed since she won the million dollars. Oh, okay. Um, She's a bit of a wild card, uh, but I think she is actually very good at the game in terms of competing. You know, she sort of uh, sometimes uh, makes it seem like she's sort of an airhead, but anytime there's like a, uh, you know, like a math thing or a puzzle thing, I feel like she performs pretty well at those. So she's a good competitor. Again, she's also a bit of a wild card. You're not sure what you're getting with her um, in a scene. She'll turn her back on you in a second. So I think she's good. Now, uh, so I, the, I, I, I missed a lot of time. I watched okay. the most recent episode. Oh, you got to go back and watch old scenes. I, I want to do that time. anyway, even though I've seen them all. 
but I'm, I'm I, just, I have to chime in too because we literally just binged like three seasons of this. Oh right. yeah! Now if we're talking about a spinoff, uh, spinoff mm. podcast, this is what we do. We start at the beginning, we watch them, we run through episodes. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not available. I try to not be available for this podcast as much as possible. That one. Anytime I'm willing to talk. So you, you've been watched- buying the seasons on Prime because oh, you can't buy them anymore. I think, I think, I think on Peacock go- or yeah, no, Paramount, you just Paramount get- Plus. They have yeah, okay. that's what you do, Marissa. Just get Paramount Plus. And I think, I don't know, are they all on there, Bo, or no? I don't know if it's all of them, but there seem to be okay. a lot. Okay. But okay. I was going to say, I'm surprised you go, Ashley. It seemed to me, I've only seen one season of hers, but it seems like Killa Cam is, is a superior. Oh, Blair. that's a good one. All right. See, I was looking at kind of all time. Yeah, that's a great one. What I'm about that? What about Cara Maria? Mm. Uh, too, you know, I just had too much of her in my life. Too temperamental. I've <laughs> had enough. You know, yeah, I could see how if you're watching some seasons, you would say that. I've had my fill of her. Uh, she got she got very, you know, very mopey. Um, I felt like as the seasons went on, and I just feel like you know, kind of enough is enough. Cam seemed to me to be like the complete package. Great Cam is great, but also like like a great uh, uh, like social player and like thinks the game well. I think that's right. Politics, but likable. She yeah. she mm-hmm. doesn't have that like snake quality. Um, yeah, let let's boot Ashley and put Killer Cam in there. Okay. I'm with you, hundred uh, percent. Fifth one, and I want to hear uh, Marissa if you have anybody else in. I think I'd also it. like to hear uh, two weeks from now uh, Handsome Rich's reaction here because I know he's he's in the mix absolutely. As well. Of course, uh, I went BWF road trip, handsome rich. I went with Alton. Now, mm. if, you, if I you're just, I don't know him. Oh, He's wait till oh, you're in for a treat, Marissa. Let me tell you, there was a period of time where if we were having that greatest athlete yeah, in the world conversation, true. I mean, Alton, we absolutely would. It would have been like Michael Phelps, Alton, Serena Williams. <laughs> it would. I mean, he was in there. The guy was unbelievable. Now, I don't want to give anything away if you're watching the up ones mm. on paramount all-stars um, he's not the same guy anymore i would say but I, I imagine that this was kind of picking people um in their prime so um i'm open to all types of feedback with that with that again hashtag bwf road trip <laughs> if you if you think i missed someone big if you disagree um you of course can do hashtag bwf real world road trip challenge people actually do dm me you know some recent followers have dm me about the challenge on instagram mm. at shield Capati. so feel free to now marissa uh, who, 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 who who pops to mind for you well actually what pops to mind you know after we had this whole basketball discussion is like which of the three of you would do the best on the challenge mm. um, I feel like I'd get voted off pretty early. I don't. I I think we would all. Yeah, Zach might be the favorite there. I've never seen the challenge. I I I mean, I've. I don't want to say I've tuned out this these last five minutes, but I. I, It could have been in like poor Zach is working on literally two hours of sleep. (laughs) We're in the sixth hour of a record today. Yes, he's not even involved. No, I just have no idea what like. And I, I suppose this goes back to what we spoke about last week at the end of the podcast, in which I was naive about a, <laughs> I, 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 about a social network. Um, I just, uh, I don't know what the challenge is, honestly. I actually think you might enjoy it. It's got a little competition. This might be a good thing for you and your wife to watch. All right. So, I, um, I, I'm going to ask her about this when we come up for air after six hours here, because, okay. um, <laughs> because I'm sure she, I'm sure she watches it or she has watched it. Um, it's just, it's, it's never been on, 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 in my repertoire. What I would love to do to combine the last two questions 
is have a, a personal trainer get me ready to go mm. on the challenge. And then if it's like a, um, you know, sports writers, out of shape sports writers approaching 40 <laughs> challenge uh, for like an audience of three, uh, I would love to join, do that and compete in that. That whole pr- thing sounds pretty fun to me. When I watch the challenges, uh, I would just have no chance at like any of them, except for one of my favorite events, which Marissa, I don't know if you've gotten to a spelling bee competition. Mm. No, I haven't yes. gotten to that. I've, there's and trivia a lot of too. Trivia, a lot of trivia. Yes, trivia is good, but the spelling bee is really like another level. I mean, some of the most entertaining TV I've watched, I would say over the last two decades. Yeah, uh, okay. Seller. I couldn't do that. <laughs> Let's pick out uh, two or three more here. Uh, which which <laughs> take would you most like to have back? In particular, you guys seem very aware of cognitive biases. What do you think is your analytical weakness? Uh, and he says, Bo's take on Fulgham particular seems to suffer from recency bias. The Bayesian prior would suggest he was mediocre at best. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I think my Fulgham thing is more in relative in relation to the other options. Like if it's Fulgham or Greg Ward, um, you know, both of these guys have the, the, the prior of being mediocre at best. I would rather the guy be on the field who showed for four weeks that he could be uh, a difference making player. I mean, that's that's not the smallest of sample sizes. There's not a lot of players who have been as good as he was for that, that four week period. Um, okay. But I'm trying to think of some other, some other bad takes I've had. I'm sure- ZB, you got anything? Well, the take is, is, um, you know, probably Chip Kelly, right? Like I, I was, <laughs> yeah, at that. No, I, I mean, I, well, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Just how so? Um, I, I, I bought into what he was doing. Right. Like, and, and I, uh, and there was a lot about, um, the way he, he, uh, coached and led the team that, that, uh, you know, that I, I was impressed by and, uh, and so, yeah, maybe uh, clearly there were issues there and, and it didn't work. It didn't work in San Francisco. It hasn't necessarily worked at UCLA the, uh, so far. But I would say, yeah, I would say the chip take, like, you know, I, I probably believed in, in what he was saying and what he was doing uh, more than some others did. And then I don't know if, if, if this would qualify as a cognitive bias, but like I – I tend to, I tend to like people, you know, and like, I, I, uh, that's where we differ. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, you know, I, I give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so probably like I, 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 I tend to probably be a little more, maybe, um, I would like to think empathetic, but in, in some cases it, it could be sympathetic. Uh, so probably, I I can be a little more skeptical sometimes. You know, there's that, you, you know, there's that scene in uh, in in um, in Ted Lasso. You know, where they quote Benjamin. Oh, I'm sorry, they quote Walt Whitman. You know, you know, be curious, not judgmental, right? Um, but sometimes, like I I can be a little too curious and not enough ju- and not judgmental enough, and so maybe uh, um, be a little more skeptical and a little more judgmental. I, I, I like the fact that if I'm going to, uh, to lean toward one way, it's giving people the benefit of the doubt, but, um, sometimes that could, uh, you know, that could obscure how I view reality. Good one. Okay. Uh, I've got a bunch here. I mean, I was probably, I would take some of the chip Kelly stuff for sure. I, I definitely 
after that first season, you know, you thought they might have uh, something special there. And then you sort of had to reevaluate as the, uh, as time went on. Uh, a couple others, Marquise Lee is probably a good one for me. She searched mm. birds 24 seven and see my uh, wide receiver rankings. I loved a Marquise Lee out of that draft that also included Odell Beckham Jr. And uh, Mike Evans. <laughs> so uh, listen, you'd like to have that one back. Uh, AJ Brown is probably a huge one because right now I find him to be one of the most entertaining wide receivers in the NFL. Like he's just fun to watch. He's physical. Um, he's kind of got that alpha mentality where you feel like he can take a game over. And I of course did not think he would be a uh, good pro. So I'm probably, you know, littered with terrible, um, terrible takes on those things. I would say the the most difficult thing is like small samples with uh, football analysis. You know, even as I uh, do these uh, guides for the season, it's just tough because you you'll look at a quarterback and say, wow, he was um, so much better against uh, split safety looks than single high safety looks. And you feel like you've really like uncovered something like, wow, this might be something. And then you like look at the previous year and it was the opposite. And so football just doesn't lend itself to giving you like, you know, the amount of data that not that it's like meaningless, but that you would like. And I, I particularly find this troublesome during the season. And I'm trying mm -hmm. to be better about this uh, during the season coming up because like you'll look through stats after let's say nine games. Right. And you're like, Oh, this team is second in DVOA. They must be good. And it's like, dude, it was nine games. Right. Like literally we can, we can, we can throw out the year before because now it's halfway through the season. We yes. can just focus on this year. It's like after this weekend, that could just look completely different. So um, this is something I'm trying to be better at with my analysis uh, this year is to keep the past years more into account. Trust your eyes more. Don't totally come off of what you thought, like your research showed going into the season. Um, you know, certainly when new information is presented, take it into account. But like you should really it's just impossible. Even your 10, 11 games into the season, it's really hard to, uh, to draw conclusions and say, all right, because that happened in the first 11 weeks here, are how the last, uh, six, seven weeks are going to play out because that's just not how that's just not how it goes. Well, now what kind of pressure are you feeling shield to, to back up last year's, uh, outstanding record picks wise? Like you don't want to be changing what you were doing. You gotta, you gotta stick with the lady who brought you. Uh, that's true. I mean, there was obviously a lot of luck involved in that. So I'm not uh, mm. thinking that I'm going to approach any type of uh, okay. success to what I had last year. What I would hope for is to not like completely embarrass myself. You know, like if I'm hovering around 500 this year, I would consider that to be a fine, uh, a fine season. Okay. Uh, Zach, what's your favorite lettuce or uh, salad type? Caesar. I'm sorry. The question was the, uh, it was about the, the type of green in the salad. Oh. I guess romaine then, hmm, okay. as opposed to kale or ice. I like an arugula. An arugula, okay. Really, you like an arugula? I like an arugula. I like the idea of an arugula. You know, you you think that you're really doing something healthy, but by the middle of that salad, you're going. Mm. You know what I like, which is a mix of all. I like a spring mix. That's what mm. I go with. Okay, it gives you a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and uh, you're getting the healthy stuff, but it's not all the healthy stuff. So. I like a spring mix. I'll tell you what, I never had had a, um, a wedge salad until my, I would say my mid twenties when I went to a bachelor party and you know, you go to the steakhouse like or whatever party. and I'm not having the, the steak. 
And so someone said, well, why you probably would like a wedge salad. And what's that? Unbelievable. Mm. Very tasty. I also like a chopped salad. I mean, it makes such a difference. Yeah, like a chop. Yeah. Yeah. Marissa? Um, we lost her. <laughs> she, no, she, was, she was taking a nap. I like spinach. Um, does that count? Yeah, that counts. Yeah, of course. Spinach salad. Uh, I like romaine, but like I like knowing that spinach is better for you. So yeah, I make a salad that we have. Yeah. You know, the darker the greens, the better. So yeah, I guess I'll have to say spinach salad. All right. Lo- love the spinach in a smoothie. I mean, you don't yeah. taste it at all. Agreed. You're getting you're getting your yeah. spinach. Outstanding. All right. Let's close it with this uh, this bombshell of a question. Everybody is about to fall asleep. The this is a big one. This died. is a big one. This is going to bring in the listeners. Everybody who's made it is going to be very happy that they waited long enough to uh, make it to this big question. Uh, do you shave before or during your shower? Mm, good one. You guys go first. I'm a I'm a uh, firmly during the shower shaver. Uh, oh, during the shower. Very rare that I that I don't just shave while I'm in the shower. Yeah, you got that little. You know, you got the little uh, mirror in the shower, which usually doesn't work. But, you know, every now and then you come out of the shower, you feel like you missed a spot, but much, much easier on the skin. Uh, part of the process. I, let's keep those things together. That's how I feel. I'm surprised this is binary. Um, I, uh, I shave after the shower. Oh, interesting. Isn't that? Yeah. I, no, yeah, that's I what the question was, right? No, it was before. No, it was before or during. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Some people do. Yeah. That makes more sense than before. Okay. Yeah. Got your, I was got your, curious. You've got your skin soft. For a moment, I, I, yeah. I thought like, am I doing something wrong here for, for mm. however many, you know, I'm 35. I've probably been shaving since I was like, what, 16, 17. Um, so, yeah. So, uh I shave, I, I get out of the shower and then, yeah, I, I put the shaving cream on and shave. Uh, I transitioned, I would say about, uh, five to seven years ago to the in shower, uh, Defop sunset Shaz actually recommended this, uh, shower mirror type thing where I, I don't know if this is what you were talking about, Bo, but you fill the top with hot water before oh. you go in the shower. And so it does not fog up. Interesting. And, yeah. And so it's a, a great purchase. It just sticks on the wall there. I mean, if I was able to, uh, you know, I, I think I screwed up the installation the first time I was going to say, like, it's supposed to be, you can't screw it up, but I found a way to screw it up. And they just sent me a new part for complimentary where I could just uh, figure out how to do it. I'm sure my wife had to help me uh, do that as well, but you fill that up. And so you're in the shower shaving. This is absolutely the way to go specifically if you are my bald brethren and mm. you're doing the head and the face. I mean, you get to be in the uh, hot yeah, water for tough. longer. Yeah. You're listening to a pod. You got the mirror there. You're getting the constant moisturizer to kind of soften the skin there. And so that is 100% the way to go. Prior to that, I was with Zach. It's got to be a post shower. I mean, you need that. Pre shower doesn't make a lot of sense. Pre shower is insane. I mean, you're cutting yourself up. Uh, it's ridiculous. But and the so, flip side, I guess, is that if you're getting nicked up, then you get to wash it off in the shower as opposed it's to so dry. I mean, you yeah, really got to you really got to splash that water on your That's face. That's why the during the is the best of both going. worlds. Yeah, you got to go during or uh, or after. Now, you're always going shaving cream sometimes. I mean, uh, most of the time oh, I just no. go a little body wash on the face. Yeah, no, I'm out. I'm a body wash man. Now you don't need yeah. the shaving cream. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I mean, I, I liked a, I liked an edge gel back in the day though. Mm, yeah, that was always like a it was like a uh 
it, it felt like more more cool the gel than a shaving yeah, cream. Yeah, a true like marvel. Getting you just into, put a little in your hand, shaving. yeah, and then you rub it, and all of a sudden you got all kinds of shaving cream. True, in your a hands. fantastic. How do they do that? Innovation. Who came up with that? Yeah, one. Of the I would best, go. I would, I would go. COVID vaccine years. one, shaving gel two. In terms okay. of the greatest innovations. Yeah, uh, I would. I would agree with the top two. Not sure about the order. <laughs> well, that's because you're. Uh, <laughs> Let's throw it back to two podcasts ago. Maybe you're more of a uh, Zach Wilson. How'd they come up with this? Unbelievable. How did they like, isn't it? I feel like that hasn't gotten enough. All of a sudden you have this unknown deadly disease and they just came up with a way to fix it with a shot. Unbelievable. People don't want to take it. People don't want to take it. Okay. (laughs) Well, it's been about, uh, been about six hours. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) What the hell was this exercise? Maybe not quite. Actually more like five, I think, but. Uh, nonetheless, we are uh, we are ready to wrap it up. So, uh, happy end of June to everybody who's listening, or beginning of July. Uh, happy vacation to uh, Zach, Sheila, and Marissa. And uh, you know, thanks for listening to us over the, the course of the last three weeks. Any final words, everybody? We appreciate it. There's a, there's a lot of good coverage to come. I mean, I'm I'm eager to uh, to to take some time with the next few weeks to kind of brainstorm what's ahead um but i'm i uh i'm excited for for the season the possibilities of the season and that that includes the podcast i'll i will i i make a pledge that i will come back from vacation a better podcaster that that's one of my objectives i mean don't make that don't don't worry about that during your vacation you don't know how my vacations go (laughs) well Tell your wife, right. uh, you got, you got, you got 90 minutes. Sure. Yeah. You want to go somewhere? What do you want to, well, no, uh, I got this mic that just came Amazon and we need to practice. Hey, let's, can, can we talk about, is, is, is there a, is there a part of the body that we can talk about hair on for the next 45 minutes? Uh, at Shield Kabadia on Instagram and hashtag BWF road trip. Those are the things I will be monitoring uh, during vacation. Everything else, uh, go dark. And I'll hey, see you for training camp. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, I don't know, follow Marissa on Twitter or something. What can we do for Marissa? Marissa, any any plugs we can we can I get? I think for she you? would like to not be associated with anything involved with this podcast after these <laughs> giving Marissa five, an five six hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's just say bye. <laughs> Reintroduce yourself to 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 anyone in your family right now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks for the questions all those many moons ago, and uh, we'll be back uh, with some more timely content uh, next week. So, for Marissa and Zach and Shield, I'm Bo, and as always. We love it. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.